welcome to the Wanting to Wealthy podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Hogan. As someone who grew up in a pretty scarce environment and came out of college with a lot of debt, stuff, and insecurity, I thought that was just the lot I had to deal with in life. After several years of this, I decided that there had to be another way and gave away over half of my stuff, started working on my debt, and began looking at things through a lens that focused on my values and not what I thought others thought I should be doing. This podcast is all about the journey that happens from wanting to wealthy, and I'm so glad you decided to be part of it. Thank you to all of my current and future Patreon supporters. Patreon tiers start as little as a dollar a month, and depending on the tier you choose, you can get discounts to upcoming events and workshops, as well as being part of the community of individuals and families working to change their money story through actions, support, and accountability. If you're ready to become a Patreon member, go to patreon.com slash wanting to wealthy. Welcome back to this month's episode uh, of the Wanting to Wealthy podcast. Um, so this month we're going to talk about change. Everything changes. Um, the only thing that is constant is change. Uh, and it might sound a little angsty, but that's mostly just because I've had a pretty rough uh, few weeks. And um, it really reminded me that it is an important reminder to um, talk about the fact that stuff's going to change. And it's hard because no matter how much we prepare for it, it never goes quite like we plan for it to. And so I figured in this episode, we could talk about um dealing with that change. You know, in the last episode, uh, Tracy and I talked about how uh, life happens for us, not to us. And I've really been thinking about that a lot and how we really need to um, keep that in mind, Um, especially when stuff's just not going your way and it's going sideways. Thinking that everything's just happening, happening to us is so easy. Uh, And it's hard to remember that maybe the things that are happening in our life are really truly happening for us, for our benefit, for our growth, um, for, for us. And um, so in all of my thoughts, in all of my angst over the last few weeks, um, I figured that, you know, I would give you some steps about planning for change, keeping in mind that it could still all go sideways, um, but it doesn't mean that we just shouldn't plan at all. Um, so with that, we're going to plan that it won't go how we plan, <laughs> um, but it'll help hopefully give us some sort of direction and keep in mind that it is happening for us, not to us. So um, the first step, of course, when we're trying to make changes is to stop making excuses. Um, This includes things like that there's, you know, no point in making a budget because it's all going to be wrong and different anyways. True, you could totally argue that, but then at the same point, um, 
a budget's a working document, just like many of our plans are, um, is really a ebb and flow of, of life. And um, so, you know, businesses still create budgets, even though things are going to change and um, maybe and not go as planned. But what that's going to do is kind of set you in the right direction. So we can still make some progress, even if it's not the exact progress we thought we were going to make, right? Um, so step two is to set goals. In episode 51, I spoke about SMART goals. SMART goals being an acronym for specific, measurable, um, achievable, uh, relevant, and time-bound. And this goal setting is a great way to give yourself some sort of direction, even when it doesn't go as planned, like we've talked about. Um, you're going to be further ahead than you were if you didn't have a direction and we're just kind of floating about life. Um, and so one of the things that I always try and remember, and you know, you see all the the quotes on Facebook and stuff like that. And it's a really good reminder when my husband and I are chatting that stuff shifts and that um, we are way further along than where we were last year or five years ago or 10 years ago in our life and in reaching our goals. Even if we're not exactly where we thought we were going to be, it's still progress. It's still moving forward. And, um, and that oftentimes we were hoping for and striving for exactly where we are right now. Now, when we're in the moment, now we may say to ourselves, okay, well, I want to be over here. But that doesn't mean that at one point in our lives, we didn't want to be exactly where we are now. So to take in that moment of gratitude and that moment of, of um, appreciation for the hard work our past selves have done and then move forward is uh, a great first step. But again, still setting those goals and remember specific. So I have a specific target in mind um, and measurable. Usually that's got a date associated with it. It's got an, a dollar amount um, or a number of things or, you know, whatever um, that we can quantify um, achievable, something that, that is actually within our realm of possibility. Um, you know, I, I give various examples, but I'm not going to become a, uh, a veterinarian in the next six weeks. Like that's just not possible, right? Um, someone who is in their fourth year of vet school could be a veterinarian in the next six weeks. But for me, that's not an achievable goal. So making it something that's actually your ability to do. Relevant is this um, a goal for your finances? So maybe it's got a dollar amount hooked to it. If this is a goal for number of vacations, are we making sure that we're saving our vacation days uh, at work so we can do that? Um, are we if we travel in a van and we live in a van or in a tiny home, a vacation might not be as relevant to you because you're kind of always on a little bit of a vacation, right? Um, and then time bound, again, setting that date. Um, usually that date is not perfect. Sometimes you're early, sometimes you're late, but it gives you a direction because um, 
I don't know about you guys, but for me, I tend to procrastinate a little bit. So some of the deadlines that we've been coming up on is um, getting 1099 uh, and W-2 uh, reports to the IRS in different states, right, uh, for employees and contractors. That is a deadline that I have to do between January 1st at the end of the year and January 31st when they're due. I think they're actually due on the 27th this year. But my point being is I have that deadline. Now, did most of them get turned in the week before they were due? Yes. <laughs> so with that in mind, if they all got turned in the week before they're due, if you never set a deadline, are you ever going to make steps towards that goal? Okay. Um, okay. Step three is to create a routine. I know I've talked about decision fatigue before. This helps with decision fatigue. It allows you not to forget things or not to have to keep track of as many things. For example, my fi financial routine is to do our budgeting with uh, review every Saturday or every other Saturday. My husband gets paid every other Saturday, and then we also do it on the last, or he gets paid every other Friday. Uh, and then we also do it on the last day of the month because that's when I get paid for my W-2 job. So we have a routine that we just do this three times a month, most of the time. This particular month, my husband got paid on the 27th, and then I get paid the following Tuesday. So I'm just combining those two. But for the most part, I just know every other week I do this. I know um, every morning I do, I get up with my son, we do our stuff in the kitchen. I go to uh, do my journaling and get dressed. I go take care of my horses and then I get my son dressed. That is our routine. I don't have to think about it. That's just what I do. And so we can create that kind of routine for things like um, to create consistency. So that might be uh, our routine is that we automate um savings. We automate stuff going into our retirement. We automate our payments to as many things as we can because then we don't have to think about, shoot, did I pay this bill? Did I pay it on time? Anything like that. It just does it. It just does it for you. And then you can open up your brain space for other things. So then what that means is that the routine is working for you in the background. Um, so this can work for your SMART goals too. If your goal is to save for savings, uh, save for a vacation, then you can ask your bank to automatically shove 50 or $100 or however much you want to do over to an account before it even direct deposits for you. And if that's the case, then the savings is happening. You're still reaching your goal from step two, and it's actually reducing your, your um, decision to take and stress levels because you don't have to think about this thing um, that you want to reach, this goal that you want to reach because the um, automation is already done, okay? Um, hold yourself accountable. So I'm really bad at this, just throwing that out there. I know this about me. Um, I already told you about procrastination. But because I know I don't hold myself accountable to the degree that I want to be held accountable, that means I have accountability buddies. So that's accountability buddies. And we just combined it into a new word called accountability buddies. But this is the idea that I know 
what level I want to achieve. And I know that given my own circumstances, I will do other things. I will get distracted and I will focus on other things. I'll wait till the last second. But if someone else is in the room with me that doesn't distract me, it's not someone that I'm helping. It's not someone that is that is um, in need of my help any more than I'm in need of their help. I just need them as an anchor point. Um, I do fine. And so uh, if you have an accountability issue with yourself, um, I suggest an accountability buddy. This can be your roommate, friends. Um, this can be somebody that that you are talking to but is not in the room with you. So um, you can goal set dates. You can have weekly or daily quick text message saying, hey, I'm doing this today with my goal of this thing being reached in two weeks. And then that person can call and check on you and say, hey, how'd you do today? What what uh, progress did you make? And um, that creates accountability because you don't want to let that person down, especially if like you guys are reaching, trying to go for the same goal. Um, I've had situations in which the being uh, somebody's accountability partner um, wasn't a good fit for me. And the reason that that was the case is because I was more driven for my goals than they were for theirs. So what ended up happening is that I was pushing them to reach their goals and they weren't pushing me back. Um, so look for the right person or persons for you. Um, and this would be a great place if you need accountability when it comes to your personal finances to be part of the $15 level Voyager uh, Patreon um, tier in my Patreon group because we create accountability in making sure that we get our uh, budgeting and uh, goal setting and things like that done on a monthly basis. Um, my husband is a great accountability buddy for me because he checks on our goals. We have mutual goals. And then he's, hey, how's it going? Um, children. <laughs> children are great accountability buddies uh, because if it's something they want to do, they're going to ask you what the progress was. Um, so if it's a goal you want to reach so you can take your kids on vacation, tell them you're going to take them on vacation and tell them a date because when you do that they're going to go mom dad did you did you do this today did you hit this goal are we still going and that creates um accountability for you as as well um and so my son's really good at this because if he's looking forward to it he makes sure <laughs> heard that we accomplish it. Um, and, and even with you guys, by telling you as my listeners and followers and Patreon supporters about my goals for this podcast, I'm creating accountability because I don't want to let you down uh, either. So however that works best for you, find a way to hold yourself accountable. Now that doesn't mean to an extreme that um, you can't take a break. Um, your, if your mental health can't handle it, that you push through anyways. Um, that's not what, what this particular step is about, in my opinion. Um, this step is really about um, that gentle push, that gentle, hey, you can do a little bit more. Hey, you can do a little bit better. But those same people can go, I see you really need a break today. And that's all right, too. And then they check in with you the next day. How you feeling? 
can you push just a little bit today? And, and um, those are going to be your, your greatest assets. Um, step five is to track your progress. This could be checking the balance of a savings account or making one of those charts you see for like nonprofits where it's like a thermometer and then they fill it all in like you could do that for yourself like on your uh fridge or something like that um to help you visually see that progress um i do annual checks with you about the progress of the podcast and what my plans and goals are um and then and my family we create accountability for one another because at the beginning of the year we do um a goal sheet that tracks like spiritual uh family health um intellectual uh health uh, home goals like they're we use um dave ramsey's um progress sheet uh i can put that in the show notes for you and um then we check in on that quarterly so we all know what our goals are for the year and then quarterly we sit down as a group and we go okay so this is where i'm at this is something i have made progress on this is something i haven't made progress on we may uh inform them that yes we think we did they did make progress we may we may ask them the question hey what do you need from us to reach that goal what do you need from us to um do you think that this is still an achievable goal like those are all good questions to ask when you're looking at progress but um if you track your progress then it is um easier to see and not give up because you're not worried about um because you're able to see that that something was happening that movement was happening because it's really hard um and this is why people like dave ramsey say to to um when you're paying off debt to go with the smallest balance it's because you can get that easy quick win right so uh when you're getting that quick win it helps you see progress and helps you keep moving forward. That's a type of tracking progress as well, seeing where your debt load is going. Um, So uh, find a way that works for you, that that you appreciate, um, that doesn't stress you out, uh, and and do that. Um, Step six is to fail. Uh, Fail forward, fail often. Uh, I will relink the um, Will Smith... um, video that I often reference when I talk about this. Um, I have talked about this over and over and over and over again. Uh, I strongly believe that one of my parents' biggest downfalls in raising me was that they didn't put me or, or push me to be in situations where I could fail. Um, so when I did learn, when I did fail, it was devastating and I was very much under the impression that I shouldn't, can't, um, fail, that, that fail was, was absolutely the end of the world. And I have taken years and years and years of learning that failing is okay, especially because 90% of the time we are failing forward. We are failing in progress, 
failing forward is still progress. Forward progress is still progress. So for example, last year I failed my financial goal. Uh, I wanted to make a certain amount of money and I had it all set up and I failed. But I still made nearly 50% more than I did the year before. So did I fail? Compared to my goal, yeah. But did I really fail? Maybe not, because I still made forward progress. So I could just go, well, I didn't hit my goal, therefore um, it's it's the end of the world, I'm awful, and start really bad-mouthing myself. Or I can look at it as I failed forward, and forward progress is still progress, and I can set a new goal, and I'm probably going to fail that goal too, but I'm still going to be better than I was the year before. Last up is exercise, and I know this sounds weird when we're talking about goal setting and, and failing and progress and accountability and all of these things, but <laughs> hear me out. Get up and move. I am super guilty of not wanting to move, and uh, especially when I am in um, a more depressive state. I just want to curl up on the couch when I'm stressed and when big change happens that I don't have any control over and when I'm failing and so on and so forth. I just want to hide in what we deem with my dog to be comfy cave, just in my bed on the couch I just I, I don't want to go out anywhere and um but <laughs> but movement always makes me feel better um when I have a hard time getting up and moving it's even more pertinent it helps because I have a four-year-old and a dog they they get me up and moving but my four-year-old can be quite couch potato too if you let him um and it's, um, it might be that your accountability person is saying, hey, do you get, o- get up and go take a walk around your house today? Like something. Do you have a dog or a, a different pet that needs to be um, let outside or walked? Um, because then you have that, that accountability piece to get out and move. Um, and for me, I have, I have horses and they need to be fed twice a day. So even when I feel crummy, I still go out at least twice a day and go feed them. That's at least a trip out to the barn. That's at least giving them um, their their food and their water, uh, even when I don't want to do it. And I always feel better after I do do it. But it helps because um, they create a level of accountability in me to go out and do that. And then once, even if it's just a walk, once you get up and moving, you can help clear your brain. Um, you know, a lot of times we listen to podcasts or things like that uh, when when we're walking. Um, occasionally, just go walk and listen to the sounds around you. Even better if you can go get into nature and listen to the birds and the trees and the wind and the water, um, because it really helps to to ground us and clear our brains from all of the expectations that we've taken on, maybe expectations that we've given ourselves, maybe expectations that other people have given us, but those expectations that that can be so overwhelming um, that we can just let go of um, when 
we go for a walk and it doesn't have to be crazy exercise. You don't have to go to the gym for two hours and find a place for your, for your kids while you're exercising. Um, take them with you. Go for a walk as a group, go to the beach, go for a hike. We started taking my son to, to hikes and nature walks when he was two. And we did about a mile the first time and he walked all but like 30 feet of it by himself. Um, and it, it's really good for children as well to get out and, and be out in nature. Um, and if you don't have children, call your roommate, call your neighbor. Um, if your neighbor is not physically capable of doing so, see if they have a walker or a wheelchair so you can take them for a walk. Um, do find a walking group, um, just someone um, to, you could be on the phone with them. Uh, I remember when I lived, uh, in the house previous to where I live now, um, we lived across the street from a cemetery and I would call my friend who lived about an hour south of me and I would walk through the cemetery while I was talking to her on the phone. We couldn't walk together, but we could walk together, um, because we were on the phone with each other. So that's always an option. Obviously do so safely. Um, uh, safety of course is, is a high priority. So if you can't exercise or go for a walk in a safe place, um, maybe you can go up and down some stairs. Maybe you can go to a department store. Um, I've seen mall walkers, people who would meet at the mall and go for a walk together, um, or meet a safe group of friends. Um, so just remember your safety when, when you're doing exercise. In conclusion, change happens. We can plan for it and it can still go completely sideways. But if we remember that we can fail forward and that life happens for us, not to us, we can be okay. And we can even thrive through and on the other side of change. Thank you so much for supporting myself and the Wanting to Wealthy podcast. For more free content, consider signing up for the monthly newsletter at wantingtowealthy.com slash subscribe. Please share the podcast with someone you think can get value from it and screenshot yourself listening and share it on social media. I would love it if you tag me at Wanting to Wealthy when you do. If you are ready to take the next step for yourself and your financial journey, become a community member at patreon.com slash wanting to wealthy. The Wanting to Wealthy podcast was produced, recorded, and edited by myself, Ashley Hogan.